planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points.
Hey everybody, welcome to Off Limits Show, a uh, game ass show. <clears throat> I'm not really sure why I'm doing this show, I guess just because I wanted to tell you about what happened to me today and um, how else I wanted to talk about, I guess, how important our pets are to us and uh, as gay people. And I think that that's an important thing to discuss because um, I certainly know how that feels. But I, um, today, my dog, my dog Monty is his name or was his name. He died today and uh, he had been, he's almost 15 years old. He was 14 and a half actually. And he had been sick for a while, but just sort of um, not well, but he was still himself active and happy and alert and, you know, those sorts of things. And then until last week, and all of a sudden last week, he just literally couldn't walk anymore. He got to the point where he couldn't walk anymore anyway, except when he was outside, when he would go to the bathroom. And then last week, he couldn't even do that anymore. And then as the week wore on, he stopped eating food. And um, as of yesterday, he just wouldn't eat anything anymore or, or drink water or anything. And so I knew it was time for him to go and I was going to take him to have him euthanized on Monday, tomorrow. And that was the plan the week, over the weekend to do that um, because we knew it was the end of his time. And I wanted him to go that way because I wanted to be able to make sure he didn't suffer. But today, uh, this morning, um, this afternoon or whatever, when I woke up, my, my husband woke me up and he told me that he had already died. And of course I was crying and bawling my eyes out and, um, extremely sad, uh, and unhappy about that. <laughs> I was crying so hard. I, I, I just, the pain is so deep when you have a pet for almost 15 years and you, you just, they're, they become part of your family. And, you know, he was like, keep saying this, but he was like my child or my kid, you know, he was like, he was like my kid. So I, uh, um, I certainly, um, loved him very much. And, um, so he died today and, um, but the good thing is he died in our bedroom on his bed and at home and he wasn't scared. And the good thing is actually I wasn't going to take him to the vet. I was having our vet come to us to euthanize him on Monday because he didn't like car rides first of all. And he was extremely nervous and scared of the vet. So, I didn't want his last moments to be filled with fear. And so I, 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 uh, I had, I was having the vet come to us on Monday and that was the earliest she could get here. And, uh, anyway, we didn't need her to come, but, um, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get to do, do it that way because now I don't know if he suffered or not before he died. Um, M Michael said he was still breathing when he got up this morning and he went to do laundry, he came back in the bedroom and he checked on him and he had stopped breathing. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so we are, I'm actually burying him. I'm uh, taking him to a, a, a pet cemetery here in Dallas um, on Wednesday. Actually, we went today uh, to take him there. Hold on. Uh, we went today to take him there to the cemetery or the place that does everything. They have a cemetery on premises as well. And um, I debated whether I was going to cremate him or if I was going to um, um, bury him. And the thought of him being cremated I just didn't sit well with me. It still doesn't. 
even with a human being, it doesn't. I don't like cremation because the body is being burned up, obviously incinerated into ashes. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do that to him. And I wanted a burial or I wanted a fitting, um, respectful, um, you know, last, uh, burial or whatever for him. I wanted something that was respectful of his life and what he meant to us and me. And so, um, we are burying him in a casket for dogs, um, and, uh, putting his pillow or his bed in there or something like that on Wednesday. And we're doing that Wednesday. <clears throat> and, um, and, uh, so I think it's an appropriate thing for him. I think it's respectful of his life. He'll have a headstone and I can go visit if I ever want to. So anyway, that's what happened to me today. And, uh, I am needless to say, I've been crying all day long. I mean, the first hour I literally just cried nonstop and was just in so much pain. I still am in pain and it was just so sad, but I, um, have this, I've been crying on, on and off since then all day. And I just, I, you know, crying a lot exhausts you. I've been exhausted and tired. Um, I tried to sleep, but I couldn't sleep. So I got back up and, uh, cause all I can do is think about him and missing him. And, um, but the question I guess is, is I was thinking about it as gay people, you know, a lot of gay people don't have children and we instead have pets and that we pamper and love as if they were our children. And so I wonder, is it more difficult for gay people, uh, in some ways, not, of course, it's not to minimize anyone else's grief, but I mean, is it more difficult in some ways for gay people, um, who are, who are like that, who don't have children and who have pets instead, um, to lose a pet because they really are ingrained, uh, into our families, a part of our family, part of who we are, a part of our family unit. And, um, you know, now when I walk in the house, it's just quiet and he's not, his bowl's not there anymore. His bed's not there. Um, he's not there. And so it's just the energy in the house has shifted. His energy's gone and I, you know, I just don't feel him anymore. So I'm very sad. <laughs> um, but because we don't have children, they become our kids. And so when we do lose a pet that is part of our family, it is so difficult for us. I think, uh, more so than someone who has children as well as pets, um, and I don't know if how painful it is to lose a child, but I tell you, this is really painful losing a pet. It's extremely painful. Um, but I posted a, I did a memorial of him. I knew this is, you know, we're taking him this week. And so Thursday I did a montage of a video and slide, uh, slideshow of photographs as well, all kind of montage together of him, um, over his lifetime from, you know, beginning to end. And, uh, that helped me. It was a little cathartic, I guess, but I was glad that I did it Thursday and not after the fact, cause I would have been too much of a mess to have done it now, but I was able to post it on Facebook and all of our friends and stuff, you know, gave their condolences, etc. So it was, um, it was, uh, uh, good that I was able to do that. And it made me feel good about honoring him and honoring his life and, you know, that he had died. So, um, I don't know if I'd had a child, I would have, I wouldn't have done anything differently. Basically if I had a child, I would have buried them as well. I would have given them a, a memorial service as well. I would have, um, put them in a casket. I would have, you know, honored them the same way I'm honoring my dog. And he was such a wonderful dog. He was so sweet and he was intelligent and he was funny. <laughs> um, and he was beautiful. He was a beautiful dog too. He was a Sheltie, but he was 
a, he's a blue moral Sheltie, not a regular Sheltie. He was, he was just gorgeous. And, um, he loved everybody. Everybody loved him. And when I was younger and like when he was, I got him when I was 25 I'm 40 now. Uh, so it's like 15 years. Um, you know, <laughs> it seems like a world has passed between then and now for me, what happened in my life in my early twenties or my mid twenties and where I am now, it's just a world apart. Um, but he was there the whole time for the beginning of my life, my, um, not my life, but my, um, my career, you know, I started my working for myself at 25 and he was there, um, through so many things in my life and there for me just isn't someone to, to be with and to hold and the pet and everything. Um, but, um, he, um, was, uh, a sweet dog and I'm, I'll miss him anyway. So, um, I think I had something else on here I wanted to talk about in regards to this. The gays and pets are like kids. Yes. I talked about that. Oh, the other thing is, um, you know, questioning death. You know, I think I feel like, um, um, hold on. Sorry. Uh, I feel like I'm, um, every time I, every time I go through this, you know, first of all, I hate death, you know, in any fashion or form. I mean, everybody does obviously. I mean, but it's a part of life. It's part of the life cycle. And even though that's the case, it doesn't make it any hurt any less, you know, and missing someone or, or, or your pet or whatever. <clears throat> and so it is, um, uh, so every time I've lost someone, whether it was my grandmother a few years ago, like five years ago, to whom I was extremely close or my dog Monty, who was I very close with. Um, I always question whether there's anything after death or not, you know? And I, you know, as you know, I'm agnostic. I'm not an atheist and people sometimes say atheism and agnostic, agnosticism or whatever you know, say are the same thing, but they're really not. An atheist is someone who says there absolutely is nothing after death. And an agnostic says there may or may not be, I don't know. <laughs> Basically they're saying that they're not, they're saying there could be, or there couldn't be, they're not denying the fact that there could be. Um, but anyway, uh, so I've always been, you know, um, on the fence about whether there is anything or not. And I still don't know. No one knows until they die. Right. But even if there is something, I don't think it looks the way that we're always taught and told in religion. I think it's something, it looks different than we probably think it is and feels different. And it takes a body of some sort of different type of uh, entity than it's energy. And I've said before, you know, energy cannot be destroyed or uh, created or destroyed. That's the, the rule, the rule in physics or whatever. So because of that, that means that the energy we have um, goes somewhere when we die, whether it's to heaven with, you know, a rainbow and <clears throat> our family members or something waiting for us is one thing. Or if it's something more um, mundane, like just our energy continues to exist, but we don't have a physical form somehow, whether we have consciousness or not, I don't know. But it is um, always a question that I continue to ask myself over and over again, when I lose someone or some pet, because it is, uh, the question we all want answered, right? Because it wouldn't make more sense. And wouldn't it feel better to know that when we die, you know, our lives were not lived in vain, whether it's a pet or a human, that our lives meant something. Um, and of course his life meant the world to me and he he did, he did mean something and people can mean something without there being something after death. What I mean is, is, you know, all the things that we accomplished and did, did, did those things just cease to exist or be acknowledged 
or, um, you know, the things that we've achieved and we've done in our lives, or do they, um, actually get, I don't know, do we get reincarnated, whatever. Anyway, I can't really talk very well right now. I shouldn't be doing a show right now, but I just wanted to, cause I didn't want to sit here thinking about him, uh, alone. Um, cause my husband's in bed now. Um, so anyway, I guess that's all. <laughs> I just wanted to say that losing a pet is a very difficult ordeal, but I do think for gay people, it's even harder. And for the reasons I mentioned already, and I think that we have to remember that they are like our kids and some people are like, why well, you're spending how much money on burying him and whatever, you know, people would think that or say that not say that necessarily, but think it sometimes. And as I've always said, you know, if you were, if you were a human, if you were my kid, I would treat him the same way as I'm treating my dog. Um, and I think my dog deserves just as much reverence and care and respect as if I'd had a child. So the sad thing is they don't live very long. They live 15 years, maybe if you're lucky, depending on the breed, sometimes seven or, or 10, depending on the bigger breeds. Um, cats usually live longer. We still have a cat. That's my husband's cat. Uh, <clears throat> she's the same age he was. She'll probably live to 17 or 18. Um, cats usually live longer than dogs in general. Um, but they don't live long enough. <laughs> that's the problem. Um, and someone has said, maybe you should have a kid. And yeah, I'd love to have a kid someday, but even a kid is not the same as having a pet and a pet's not the same as having a kid. It doesn't mean you don't love them any less or vice versa, but you know, having kids, a whole different ball game, having a pet is having someone to love you unconditionally forever. <laughs> you can always say that about your children. Um, so that's all I have to say. Uh, thank you for listening. If you listened at all. And don't forget to listen to uh, the Gay XYZ Show with me and Christian and Jason on um, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central. And um, I'll be back then. Thank you. Sure. That's what
Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 